Calling the crowd along with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life because of me and the gospel will save it. Mark 8, verse 34 and 35. My name is Brittany Dixon. You're listening to Courageous Radiance Podcast. And this week, we're talking about our heart's devotion. Thanks for listening. Hey there, friend. I am so thankful that you are joining another podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so thankful that you have landed on this podcast. We do encouragement, we do equipping, and we get anchored as women at the foot of Christ. In order to live out our better version, there is a transformed, a new version that Jesus has crafted us for, and he's leading us to, and he's aligning our hearts to, and refining some things, and pruning some things for us to achieve. And it's impossible to do it without him. And even this, and I struggle to say self-actualization, because that's not what it is. It's not self, but this better version, this transformed version, Romans 12, 2 of us is all for God's glory. So it's for our benefit and it's for the benefit of the kingdom. So it's like a win-win, right? But I am so thankful that you have landed here. If you listen more regularly, hey girl, I'm so thankful that you are listening yet again. So I actually take um, hesitation to say that this is just like, yay, this week we're talking about our heart's devotion. This is because of my, (laughs) this is because of my issues. Um, really, I mean, nobody is perfect. You know, perfection is impossible. Only Jesus is perfect. However, um, Jesus is still the standard. So to not still strive you know, as, as I think about Paul saying, you know, as we are striving to working towards this, this goal, which is really impossible on this side of earth, on this side of heaven, rather. So this perfection is impossible, yet it's the goal. And that's Jesus, to look like Jesus. And there have been so many fails, y'all, so many fails, and not even fails necessarily with other people. But I mean, it's been that too. Like, don't get it twisted. It's been fails in my parenting. It's been fails as a wife. It's been fails just in how much time I'm spending with God, knowing that God is telling me to have a seat and I'm not having a seat. It has been a little bit of everything. And the struggle has been, Brittany, why? Why are you not? Why? What is the issue with your heart submission. So today we're just going to talk about our heart's devotion. And I don't know if this is you. If if this ain't you, then listen. I mean, I'm so grateful that you are so in sync with God. Um, and it's not really something I think that's a state of being. Like you arrive one time, like salvation. You know, salvation is a one-time thing. It is a confession of your heart and a belief that Jesus is Lord and Savior. It's a turning of our ways. And, you know, it's a one, salvation is one time. Holy Spirit is now indwelling. Sanctification is a little trickier. I mean, it's it's a lifelong process. It is 
some seasons you might seem super saint, super, super holy. And in other ones, it's like, okay, I'm of the, the enemy. Or it might just be day to day. Maybe you start off well in the beginning of the day and then enough traffic, kids, husband, job has happened. And by the end of the day, you just going off on folk. I mean, I don't really know what the spectrum looks like, but my heart's devotion. And there's been some some hard conversations that I've had to have personally. So this is really out of my own mess. And I pray that it truly blesses you or causes you to at least have this conversation in your unhurried time with God, because that's really what I want in this podcast. My passion is for you to be anchored and for you to have this in-sync relationship with God where Jesus has the throne of your heart. And what he says goes, what the Holy Spirit is leading is what you pull and turn to. And you're not going to do it perfectly. I mean, clearly, that's why I'm talking about this for me. So, but it is still the goal. I was listening to this song and the title is Wide as the Sky. And I actually don't know who the original artist is, you know, who wrote the lyrics. But the person that I was listening to was Isabel Davis, who I listen to her station a whole lot, a whole lot, but, and I got to listen to the lyrics and singing them. And I, you know, you just sing something out of just habit. But then when I really started to investigate what I was singing, I was like, oh my goodness, this song right here. And I cannot sing, so I'm not going to sing it. (laughs) I'll spare you till all the other names fade away is one of the repetitive chorus pieces. We lift you high. Our hearts are open wide. There's a whole bunch of other things that it said, but those are the main points that I wrote down. Till all the other names fade away, we lift you high. Hearts open wide. That's a heart's devotion, y'all. Like, till all the other names, like everything in your life fades away. And this one thing is left. This one thing remains. Or when we lift you high, like you are above everything else in our lives, God. It's you. You have that position. You have the throne of our hearts. And our hearts are open wide. It's this molding that we allow ourselves. We leave room for God. We, we allow God to have the last, the first and the last say. That even if we're heading in this one direction, we're so pliable to the call of the Holy Spirit that we're going to faithfully obey because our hearts are open. They're surrendered to him. So I want to read three verses and and not just reference them. I actually want to read them. Um, And I've talked about them on the podcast um, over all this different time, but I just want to briefly read Matthew 6, 33. And it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and these things will be provided for you. That's Matthew 6.33. Um, this will also be on the blog, CourageousRadiance.com. So if you head there, you can um, listen, access the podcast and listen that way. If, I don't know how you're listening to this, if it's through Apple, Spotify, CastBox. But Spreaker is um, actually the host of the podcast. So that is what the blog will link to. So you can actually listen to the blog. You can um, listen to the, to the podcast and read about it as well. And these specific verses will be on there if you're driving and not able to write them down right now. So CourageousRadiance.com. Also, um, First John, and it's um, chapter 2, verses uh, 15 through 17. 
Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride in one's possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world with the with its lust is passing away. But the one who does the will of God remains forever. And again, that was First John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. And then the last verse I wanted to read is Colossians 3, verses 1 through 3. And again, this will be on the blog, courageousradiance.com. You can get subscribed there um, for just uh, monthly content. But Colossians chapter 3, verses 1, uh, verses 1 through 3. And oh, I lost my space. Colossians 3, 1 through 3. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And that's Colossians 3, 1 through 3. So I wanted to read that because it's really as we're talking about this, this heart's devotion. However, it's also really highlighting the fact that one thing is going to remain and God is going to be that last. The He was the first and he's going to be the last. He's going to be the only remaining thing after everything fades away. As the song said, till all the other names fade away. God is going to be the one thing that does not fade. And because he is going to remain and everything else is going to fade, it'll start to or should start to impact our posture, our heart's posture. Our motivations should start to redevelop, right? Our goals should realign. And that should start to impact every piece of us. Like not one part of our life should be left the same. So I'm talking big picture items, y'all. I'm talking like your career. I'm talking your parenting. I'm talking your wifeness, if you're a wife. I'm talking how you interact with your friends. I'm talking about how you talk in general. Um, I'm talking everything. And again, perfect is the standard. It's what we strive to. It's not what you're going to actually arrive and achieve. So give yourself grace, but still be, but still, you know, be working towards this, right? So let's say, you know, you used to cuss all day and now you cuss like half the day. And then in another year, you only cuss like maybe 10 cuss words a day. And then you're down to five. Listen, I mean, for the one person that comes and hear you say those five words, they don't see your journey, right? And is God pleased? It's for an audience of one. He is the only audience who we should be striving to please. Um, and if the Holy Spirit is like, okay, yep, we still got some work to do. Come on. We still got some work to do. But man, I'm so proud of you. You're enough. And I love you whether you say five cuss words or your whole vocab is, uh, is just all cuss words. So, and then to the person who hears you say these five cuss words, you're like, oh, see, she ain't holy. She don't love God. She don't love, but they don't know your journey, right? So, but everything should start to change. You should look at your life a year ago and say, wow, this is different. Think, I think weight, weight loss is a little bit easier to think about. 
Side note, (laughs) my husband and I are making some lifestyle changes. This is what you do in your 40s, right? So making some lifestyle changes and um, trying to get our weight down, working out, et cetera. And I'm going to be honest, like we've got Christmas pictures coming up. So for me and my selfishness, (laughs) some of this was for my Christmas pictures, okay? But I will still carry on there after the Christmas pictures. But just making some lifestyle changes. And the thing that's just more tangible and easier to view with with weight is I can look at last year's Christmas picture and be like, oh, wow, look, there's like five, eight pounds off from there. Look at the Christmas picture before that. Oh, wow, I'm down like 20 pounds from then, right? So think of the same thing with your spiritual journey as well. It's a little more tangible that way, rather. But God as our heart's devotion. What's that look like for you? I mean, when I think of what, I actually looked up the definition. (laughs) Y'all know how I do. I just, because I just wanted to understand some synonyms and just to really understand more about the word devotion. But, um, you know, we can have habits and I think about coffee. Let's just use one of my favorite things. Because listen, I have some favorite things, okay? Like, clearly, like, my kids, everything. My husband, everything, right? My parents, my sisters, my nieces. I have nephews. I mean, my aunts, my cousins. I mean, my family is everything to me, okay? Um, Again, parenting. I'll stand in traffic for my kids. I just will. Um, Unfortunately, if I'm being honest, convenience and comfort. You know, not, not, not having, I don't like conflict. So just, again, just kind of status quo, not necessarily I agree with you, not necessarily that I am going to follow and be at your rally, but at the same time, I also don't want to push against you. So I just kind of, I'm over here and I'm and then you over here and we're going to agree to disagree, no conflict. So kind of comfort and convenience for me, nothing that is, is too difficult. Um, for a long time there, it was my job. It was success. It was letters after my name. And that's, you know, trying to strive and and go career ladder for me. Again, I talk about coffee all the time. Cheesecake, seafood, candles. Oh, I love the smell of candles. Oh, fall season candles, y'all. Oh my goodness. The favorite, the best. Sorry, I digress. I love sunsets. I mean, there's just so many things that are my favorite things. Like when I start to really think about favorite things. And when I think about how any of these favorite things have become my habits, and then the next level from habit is some of these things. And did y'all notice that none of those favorite things was working out (laughs) for me? Okay. So if you see me working out, like don't applaud, like it's not, I'm just not sitting here working out just because I just love to work out. Um, And then some of these things become habits and then habits can easily like one step over become heart devotions our affections. It's the unconscious actions or affinities that we can do almost where it's like that saying of muscle memory. Oh, just, I was driving to the store because this is just where, this is the store I always go to. And I forgot I was going to go to Walmart this time. So it's just this unconscious thought, which, or behavior, which is tied to my thinking. John Calvin actually said that the human heart is like an idol maker. And I was thinking that, wow, like that's our hearts, our our human hearts will really make anything an idol. 
You know, I mean, I, I, I will make coffee and it sounds silly. Cause I'm like, coffee ain't my idol. It ain't my idol. But then when you start to look at my habits and when you start looking at the fact that I will choose to be late to work to go to Dunkin' Donuts and I got to go to this specific Dunkin' Donuts because these ones don't get it right. I mean, I will like move stuff around for a cup of coffee. You know, like waking up first, it has been a big discipline. Um, Number one, to at least have a conversation in my bed before my feet hit the ground. And, and whether I'm posturally sitting up on, on my on my knees, if I'm laying down, whatever, it is a conversation with me and God. It looks different. That has become a habit. And I had to create that habit so that my heart's devotion started my day. My day started off from the rat, in my rat race with God first. And then it's saying that God, somewhere in my day, I want to tell you yes all day. Me, no you yes. So God align my heart, align my life. You know, obviously I pray for my kids and my husband, et cetera. But I'm saying like, that's essentially what I'm talking to God about for, you know, some days I have just minutes, some days I have longer. And then I have to force myself to drink water first so that I don't have a cup of coffee first because my habit has become coffee first. It's become a heart devotion of mine. And all of this can start happening and before and when you look up you're like man I don't even know how like I started like binging on Netflix all day every day well it started somewhere go back if you dwindle back go back to where it started and then that became a habit and habits are hard to break right i mean i saw some research that you know it's not just the 21 days but that some habits depending on how deeply rooted that thing is it can take months like literally three months, you know, to to stop doing one thing and start doing a new thing it can take literally up to three months just for your brain to literally rewire itself, create collateral circuits of new processes, new thoughts. So where does God fit in that heart devotion for you is my question. Like where does and not God like you're going to church Great, go to church. I'm just I'm just saying like where does the everyday of God? Where does the unhurriedness, the conversations with him, the reading and the studying of your Bible? And this is literally no judgment. And this is literally for you and your time with God to sit down and actually process and think on the level of Brittany, how many cups of coffee did you have today? Just be honest. Like ain't nobody, you know, you're not gonna fail. Just okay. Six is too many, okay? Three is too many. Or you know what I mean? Like, so for you and your conversation about God, like, okay, God, when did I last talk to you? What are you calling me to do? And he's talking to you. He's pushing and nudging. It's just, are you listening? Are you still enough? Are you slow enough to listen? So the the problem when if we have too much cluttering in our heart too many favorites. <laughs> I just listed out some of my favorites. If we have too many, nothing wrong with my favorite list. Nothing wrong with your favorite list. Nothing, nothing, nothing. It's just we have to be flexible and it cannot be above God, right? It can't go first. And, and Matthew 6, I know we read Matthew 6.33 about seeking first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6.24 
Um, I'm not going to read that one, but you can refer to that. And also, again, it'll be on the blog, but it just talks about not having two masters. And it uses this word devotion again, because our heart, again, idol makers per John Calvin, our heart's devotion is going to still, even if we have two that are kind of like side by side, there's one that's, that's still a little bit above somewhere on some level, at some angle that you look at it, it's one is one is higher. Our hearts are, are, are unable to have two masters. And what I want to finish with, which I am going to read, is Second um, Corinthians 5.17. This has really become, I mean, I know I, what I started with, what I read first was Mark 8. Um, and that is actually one of my life verses. Um, and, and this is another one with 2 Corinthians 5.17, because um, it's so important to have a hope, um, an anchored hope, Hebrews 6.19, but to have hope that, you know, where, I'm, where I am now is not where I'm going to always be. Like, it's like, I'm okay. You're okay, friend. I just want to tell you virtually, give your, your back a rub and tell you you're doing okay. Even if you're not okay, Tomorrow doesn't have to be what you're doing today. Because when I think of my deepest pit and I think of my, my worst foolishness, let me make this about myself for a second. I strayed so far from God, so far. And, and having been born and raised in the church, it's, a, it's crazy to think that I live nothing like it. But even though I live nothing like it, the word is the word. And it, man, it takes root. There was still seeds of it in my heart. And, and it started to grow and it started to buck against my life. And God then, little by little, day by day, removing one habit and starting a new habit, transformed me, transformed me from one person to the next. And I just wanted to share that because I think sometimes you might be side to side with somebody who looks like, man, they just are like a disciple, literally one of the 12 that's unlisted with Jesus. They're just so holy, holy on holy, sit there with their Bible all day, every day, know every verse from the, can quote the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelations. Friend, that's not your journey. That's not your journey. And even, and, and even if literally that person is like, appears to be perfect they're not and this is and that don't even need to be your focus right it doesn't need you don't need to worry about their attendance to bible study and to church this is about you and your walk and the fact that god has called you he hung on the cross for you and he loves you enough and he's giving you an opportunity to have a new heart's devotion for him so 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. That peace, new creation. There is something new God wants to do in and through you. The old has passed away and see the new has come. I love that. The old has passed away and the new, ha- and the new has come. Going back to that song, wide as, as the sky, till all the other names fade away. All of this that's around you, all that that you invest yourself in and through, think for a second and remember all of that's going to fade away. There is a day it will no longer be. And what has your life, what has the substance of your life been for? 
even good things can become bad things. Even good things can become idols. If my whole life has been all about my kids, they're, that's going to fade away. They're leaving and going to grow their own lives, right? So what is the substance, the heart of what your life is built from? Your heart's devotion. And this is, this is where God is, is working in my heart, in my life every single day. And this is a, a, this is a, a shaping process every day. I, I do not arrive. I do not arrive. You do not arrive. We're always growing and transforming. And the old things are passing away. They're being pruned and stripped away for that, so that we can become our better versions, which is, which is glorifying God. And then that way, when somebody looks at your life and it's like, man, that's I like I went to school with you. <laughs> I knew who you were. I was at the party with you. I was hanging with you. I was, you know, like or they can or at work, they, they can notice the, the change in you. That then is not your ability to roll out your red carpet and talk about all the things that you do, that you go to church, that you read your Bible, that you can quote all the scripture. But it's the ability to say. In Christ. I am a new creation. He has taken the old me and transforms me every single day. It becomes a witness. It becomes an opportunity to glorify God. So friend, I pray that this and all of my mess (laughs) is one that um, will help you in your unhurried time this week as you think about your own heart's devotion. Thank you so much for listening and joining. Head to the blog, CourageousRadiance.com. Get connected with me at CourageousRadiance on Instagram. Join the private uh, Courageously Radiant Facebook group. And I really look forward to seeing you here next week. God, thank you so much for this time together, God. I thank you for your word and um, just all of the illumination that we get in our lives in and through it. Jesus, I just pray, God, that for every woman here um, that feels less than because she has not done this perfectly, and that any woman that feels um, saddened or or overly burdened, um, God, I just pray that you just free her. Free her from um, from the demands of, of her life and, and first and foremost from, from herself and her own expectations. I pray, God, that um, she walk in forgiveness, that she walks in who you've called her to be, and um, God, that that heart devotion um, is truly the banner of her life. I pray, God, that um, each and every scripture is taken into quiet time and is prayed through and walked in and um, just set as um, our priority each and every day. In Jesus' name, we pray and we love you. Love you, love you so much. Amen.